It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Raptors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hey, how's it going? Welcome to episode number 453 of Locked On Raptors for Monday, January 21st. I'm your host, Sean Woodley, RaptorsHQ.com. You can find me on Twitter, as always, at WoodleySean. Find the show at Locked On Raptors. You can find links to every single episode. And of course, make sure you're checking out the Locked On Podcast Network with team-focused shows for all 30 NBA teams. We've got Locked On Fantasy Basketball with Josh Lloyd. We've got Locked On NBA with David Locke and a bunch of different hosts from across the network doing that daily. We've got weekly contributions from Ben Golliver and Sam Amick. We've got the Locked On NFL shows. We've got Locked On College shows. Just an endless amount of stuff for you to check out on the Locked On Podcast Network. So make sure you're finding a show, a team that you like, that you care about. And if you find a host that you support and want to support... Please make sure you're subscribing, rating, and reviewing on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, Google, whatever. All the places you get your podcasts is very, very helpful if you do that. Good for rankings and algorithms and making us more discoverable and all those other flashy podcasty words. So thank you very much for doing that. We have lots of rankings on the Lockdown Raptors page, and I appreciate every ah, I appreciate every single one of them, and I appreciate every single one to come as well because you're all good people. I'm sure you'll give me some more in the future too. Uh, all right, let's get to today's show. On today's show, it's a conversation with myself and Keith Parrish, who is the host of Fast Break Breakfast, a fantastic NBA podcast. I'm sure you listen to it if you listen to this podcast. If not, go subscribe to it and listen to that. It's great. They have a Patreon page as well if you want to subscribe to that. It's uh, it's a really good podcast. It's funny. And uh, we did a little crossover episode. Uh, you'll hear me on the Fast Break Breakfast feed. You will also hear Keith on this podcast. We talked about a little bit of the Grizzlies-Raptors game from Saturday, but mostly just sort of the grander state of the Raptors and Grizzlies. We talked about the Kawhi Leonard resting stuff. We talked about Eric Kareen's great piece today for The Athletic, talking about the strange balancing act the Raptors are kind of negotiating right now with Kawhi and resting and all of that stuff. 
Uh, good chat with myself and Keith. We talked about Bruno Caboclo, of course, the newest Memphis Grizzly. It's delightful. It's beautiful. And uh, we talked about our sweet, beautiful uh, Brazilian boy. And uh, also some fun end of podcast James or Naismith Cup trivia, which was fun. So, so I'll get to the conversation with myself and Keith right now. But first, I want to remind everybody to make sure you are checking out your uh, Locked On podcast on your smart speakers. If you got a smart speaker over the holidays like I did, I got two of them. You can play the Locked On Podcast Network, any podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network on your smart speaker. Just say the name of your smart speaker and then say play whatever podcast you want to play and it will play for you. You never have to touch a single button and it's just going to play while you do your chores, while you clean, while you just hang around, while you watch basketball games on mute and listen to podcasts instead. That's a good life hack right there. Most broadcast teams are bad. Make sure you listen to the podcast instead of the broadcast on most games. Uh, all right, so that's that's my spiel on that. Make sure you're checking it out on your smart speakers. It's always very helpful and uh, we're trying to push that pretty hard here. So uh, that's all my spiel. We're going to get to it now. We'll have a quick break on the other side. We will come back with myself and Keith Parrish of Fast Break Breakfast to talk raps, grizzlies, Bruno, and so much more. All right, talk to you soon. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts make them count. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? That's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That's a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? Well, that's literally a move. Maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house, or switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming, or you rode the stock market to the moon and back. TurboTax experts make all your moves count, getting you every credit and deduction you deserve. They'll file with 100% accuracy and get you your max refund guaranteed. So switch to TurboTax, make your moves They'll make them count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. All right, it's Sean Woodley here from Locked on Raptors, joined by Keith Parrish of Fast Break Breakfast. Keith, how are you, how are you man? How are you doing? I'm doing great, Sean. And I got to say, I'm stealing this interview for my own show. So welcome to Fast Break Breakfast, Sean Woodley, the host of Locked on Raptors. <laughs> Thank you for having me on your podcast. This is a... Uh, just the perfect connection between two people who were desperately looking to find someone to do a podcast with today. We both needed one up, and it happened to be a perfect match. So here we go. The Raptors played the Grizzlies on Saturday. I guess that's kind of the the reason to tee all this off is because you're a Grizzlies guy. I'm a Raptors guy. There's some stuff. There's some shared history between these two teams, I guess. Uh, Naismith Cups and, and all the like back before the Grizzlies moved. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> um, yeah. But they're in extremely different positions now, and then I guess that was illustrated by the game on Saturday where the Raptors won by 29 and uh, didn't even have to play Kawhi Leonard. And I, okay, All right, this is where I want to start because... There was a piece written today by Eric Kareen of The Athletic, very good columnist. Subscribe to The Athletic if you have the means. It's great. And Eric's like almost worth the subscription alone. Uh, he wrote about Kawhi and the resting. And you know he sat out a game against the Grizzlies that was not on a back-to-back. It's the first time he's done that this season. He's mostly just sat out the second halves of back-to-backs or the first half of back-to-backs, depending on matchups and all this stuff. Um, and, you know, it was a little curious. I, there was obviously the easy jokes made. It was like minus 30 in Toronto that day, and the jokes were just like, oh, yeah, Kawhi, stay at home, buddy. You don't got to come for this one. Don't even look outside uh, in all part of their re- recruitment effort. I, do, I didn't actually catch the game live. I don't know if he was on the bench or not. I know he was there for the Suns game on Thursday. But, like, Eric's piece talked a lot about how 
you know, it's just, it's a little weird. It's a little icky with the way the Raptors are kind of dealing with Kawhi and kind of putting him on, like, this sort of separate trajectory than everyone else. You got Fred Van Vliet, who's, like, icing his back every time he's not on the court. You got Kyle Lowry playing 40 minutes after playing 50 minutes in an overtime game earlier this week. And on Thursday, he was supposed to rest, and he didn't. And, like, you know, it's been a little weird that Kawhi has kind of had this preferential treatment. Or is it weird at all? I don't know. I guess this is the kind of the question that I want to throw to you, Keith, because... You know, Raptors fans, I think, have kind of accepted that this is part of the deal and all part of the pitch to Kawhi. I'm just kind of curious what the exterior opinion is of it because, you know, I, it's, I guess it's one of two things. It's like, yeah, obviously they're doing that. It's Kawhi Leonard. Or like, wow, they look pathetic and thirsty and this isn't going to work anyway. How are you viewing all of this as an outsider? All right. A lot, lot of stuff. <laughs> Let me go back to the start. Yeah. Uh, first of all, you said, you know, we were desperate to put up a show. I'm just going to point out, not desperate. <laughs> But if we could do one interview and have that be my show, that's better than doing my show and your show. That's okay, I saying. was desperate. Let's say that okay. I, I was desperate. There, there you go. I'm like, well, this is now I can just do this for my show. Uh, also, uh, let's see. Is it weird? No, okay. I don't think it's weird at all. It seems perfect. It seems like a guy um, in his, you know, he's an expiring free agent or on an expiring contract. They're trying to woo him to this city. He he came with baggage. Mm-hmm. You have to admit, I guess there is weird stuff when you look at that history uh, from him with the Spurs and all that stuff about like maybe the, the Spurs didn't treat him the way that he and his business associates wanted to be treated. So maybe they're bending over a little bit too far. Or maybe that part's weird. From a national perspective, from me sitting at my home in Tennessee watching, no, I don't think it's weird at all. It makes sense. All, one, because the Raptors are great even when he doesn't play. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're not costing themselves anything by having him sit. I thought those jokes of him not playing over the weekend in Toronto when you said it was minus 30. I think that's that's Celsius. but uh, that, No, and that's the point. That's the cold point where Celsius and Fahrenheit kind of meet, which is... Uh, they started to meet up? Okay, but yeah. still, it was really cold. I <laughs> thought those jokes were hilarious. Uh, where, where it was like the, the, the Toronto... You know, forecast is in like the negative teens as far as my weather app, and they're like, "Yeah, Kawhi, just just go to L.A. That's cool. <laughs> We're good. Suns, Grizzlies, dude, we got this. Mm-hmm. We don't need you." So no, I, I don't think it's weird at all. Um, and I think it's, I don't know, I almost feel like you're fishing for stuff if you're worried about it. As a Raptors fan, I'm currently living in a house that's burning down as a <laughs> as a Grizzlies fan, and you are, are eating, you know, fancy crepes on your fancy couch. And being like, oh, is it bad that we're 20 games over 500 and we're letting this guy not play all the time? Like, come on. Yeah. Don't treat everyone the same. Fred Van Fleet is not Kawhi Leonard. You don't have to treat them the same. This is the problem with the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies are some weird, like, hey, everybody can shoot 10 times. They're like, no. No, it's, it's horrible. It's horrible. You have to run plays for good players and not, oh, it's a mess. But anyway. Yeah. Uh, okay. Eric, I, I, before, before you retort. Yeah. I do have to get this out of way for my business end. Yeah. I always ask my guests about their breakfast. Oh, right. So did you have a breakfast today? Yeah. So a little, my so my side job requires me to go outside for uh, long periods of time. And it was, again, You have a, you have a like, side job besides podcasting? <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it's, it's close <laughs> to being a lucrative enough business, but... Uh, <laughs> Just like four or five days worth of work a day, a week away right, from yeah. that, yeah. Um, <laughs> a little podcast humor for the locked on feed. <laughs> um, so yeah, I like my job requires me to go to the outdoors. It also requires me to drive a very long distance, 
And so I like I'm not at my car. For, I try to eat like a light breakfast because I'm not really near anything. Like I'm just like you know I, I just want to stay light, streamlined. So today I only had a meat stick thing. That was my breakfast it? today. It was like street meat. No, no, no. It was like uh, it's it's funny. There's this like company that just launched in my hometown, uh, and the the guy who runs it, his wife is a teacher at the school at which my girlfriend teaches. So they gave like a bunch of these like meat sticks, just like beef jerky, but like fancy okay, beef like jerky. jerky. Yeah, like fancier, sort of like heartier beef jerky in stick form. They just gave like a thousand of these to their school, and then my girlfriend like pilfered the closet and brought a bunch home for me which was nice of her. Uh, so I had that for breakfast. It was uh, not very nourishing or tasty, but it was uh, filling, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. So wait, is, is this jerky in the shape of a stick, or is there an actual stick like a corn dog, and this is meat on a no, stick? No, no, no. There's no, there's, no, there's no stick attached to the meat. The meat is the stick. It's like uh, it's more like a slab, I suppose. It's not like a... Uh, the, there's the title for my feed. The meat is the stick. Okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's like I'm trying to describe. Like, remember, like, uh, oh, what's fruit like to go? Do you know do you fruit to slim, go? Do you have a slim gym in Toronto? We well, don't have slim gyms, but I think yeah, I think it's kind of along the line of that. Uh, <laughs> have you ever had a fruit to go? Did you ever have those? There's that like a weird Canadian snack as well. I don't know what that is. No. Okay. Well, it was like these little like rectangular, just like ironed out grapes essentially that would be it passed like off a fruit roll-up. yeah fruit but it, we also had fruit loaves this was like the okay. healthy version of that i guess oh i guess but this is that but meat and yeah that was my breakfast it was not great <laughs> that's a good that's a good breakfast well we had to get that out of the way all right no I'm no sorry. i appreciate where, it where, and i'm where, honored to be asked about it yeah so where were you on the Kawhi's weird do you think it's weird do you think eric kareem should worry less no i don't think eric was worrying by the way i think it was a very okay. well-balanced article he's got you know quotes from you know fred van vliet danny green about it and all that stuff uh he was just pointing out that it is a little bit weird that he's kind of on this pedestal and like that's fair but yeah I, i'm not worried also if you're a raptors fan and you're looking at the schedule and you see that Kawhi sat last thursday and saturday there's a back-to-back coming up this week against the Kings and Pacers, and I think it's kind of gearing up for Kawhi to make his first back-to-back appearance to this season in those oh. two games. So this might actually be a good thing in the long run, that they were just kind of like giving him a little bit more leeway against a bad team leading up. Sorry, the, the, the Grizzlies are very bad. Um, <laughs> yeah, not, not <laughs> yeah, leading into this like kind of difficult week. So yeah, I, I, I'm not worried about it. It's all a long game, and... You know, maybe Kawhi is a bit of a hypochondriac. I think I kind of get that sense. And if you want to convince him to stick around, you should definitely give in to his hypochondriac tendencies, I think, and, like, appreciate them and not get weirded out or, like, not dismiss them as him being weird about his body. Like, he obviously cares about this stuff. And I don't see any problem with it whatsoever. And again, they're winning all the time when he doesn't play. So, I, I, yeah, I, I'm with you. I don't well, think it's that he's, weird. He's not doing any of that like day of the game or like an hour before the game being like guys you know what i'm not going to go tonight mm-hmm. aren't all of these aren't all of these absences because i don't i know i don't i don't watch every raptors game aren't all these absences pretty well planned ahead of time like none of them have been surprising right yeah aside from that memphis one you could pretty much circle when he was not going to play so yeah yeah so you're, just, you're right. it just seems like this is the modern nba like all yeah. these teams have these load managements kind of built in for some of their stars and some of their stars maybe with more concerning histories or and so i don't think it's a big deal so i I feel like the Raptors are actually, you know, managing this season incredibly. 
the on the court product is amazing. Mm-hmm. When he doesn't play, it gives guys like Pascal Siakam a chance to really shine. And it seems like, again, from my outside perspective, things are going perfect. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less takeout, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Yeah, I guess the one thing that like Eric mentioned this too, like if he ends up leaving and he just used this season as like a springboard to like boost his value before he became a free agent again, like maybe they'll look kind of stupid in hindsight, but I also don't really agree with that. I think like- <laughs> that's, that's, they, that's no way to live your life. Yeah, like they put in their due diligence and did everything they could this year. And if it doesn't work out, like, hey, you gave your best shot. And like, this was part of the deal anyway, when you traded for him and you knew that, so- yeah, yeah I, th- I think if, if, you know, a superstar wants to come bless you with an incredible season and, and a playoff run, I think you take that. Yeah. I don't think you were worried about the future of how he was using it to launch himself in, in, into something else. Mm-hmm. Either way, um, read the Eric's piece. It's very good. And uh, I probably didn't do it justice talking about it. It's not, a, it's not one-sided by any means. It's very balanced and good. Um, uh, can, I, can I ask you, Eric, are there any, what other, as a Raptors fan, as someone whose team is going pretty well, mm-hmm. What, what are your worries right now outside of this, like, drummed-up controversy about Kawhi missing games? Are, are there, like, are you worried about a certain matchup? Like, what, what, what maybe keeps you up at night while you have this comfortable lead? Or I guess you're trying to chase down the Bucks, but still. Yeah. Like, what, uh, what worries a Raptors fan right now when you're looking at the big picture of this season? Number one is the weird math at the top of the conference. I just want the Bucks and Raptors to have played the same number of games so I don't have to deal with this, like, the better win percentage, but the Raptors are a game and a half ahead thing. I don't... It, that that's my biggest concern right now is my brain. Um, but other first, than that, first first world NBA problems. <laughs> other than that, it's just like they haven't been healthy at all, and they've they've had, they've had one game this season where they've had everybody available, like everyone that you'd want available available. And like I know every team deals with injuries, but it just feels like the Raptors have like every time they kind of get healthy, someone gets hurt again. And now like Fred Van Vliet's dealing with weird back stuff, and like he's already got like problems of an old man. Um, and like Kyle Lowry has not been awesome. He was a plus thirty eight against the Grizzlies, so that's cool. But like he, uh, yeah, like his shooting has been off. Everything else has been good. He's like doing Kyle Lowry things. He's taking charges. He's like setting dudes up and passing like prime Steve Nash. That's all great. But he can't hit a shot to save it. I think he's at like 31% from three on the season at this point, which is bizarre considering he's been at like 40 for the last four or five years, if I recall correctly. Um, So, yeah, that's not great. And you want to see that come back around. And then like the bench, I guess, is the other thing. It's just they haven't had anyone healthy all season, so they've never had a bench the way they had one last year. It was like the same five guys played together for like 500 minutes 
that just hasn't happened. And it's just, you know, in weird fits, Greg Monroe's playing a lot lately with Jonas Valanciunas out. Patrick McCaw played 18 minutes against the Grizzlies. He's bad. Um, it's just kind of, and like CJ Miles until the last couple of games has been like completely off the map this season too. So they haven't had any sort of continuity there. And I think once Jonas gets back, they'll be okay from that perspective. And like the playoffs come around and we all like the, the bench was so vaunted last season. And it was like, oh, look how great this bench is. And then they got slaughtered at the playoffs and weren't very effective. Whereas like the starters are kind of foolproof. And I think in the playoffs that'll come through and they've played games this season where they've played like the 26 to 30 minutes together and have completely killed teams. And, you know, that's that's the thing, too, is the starters are so good and they're so versatile. And like Pascal Siakam has been so amazing this season that none of the matchups really worry me all that much. The Raptors have been pretty good, even though they're one and two against Boston and Milwaukee. One of the Milwaukee losses was weird where neither Kawhi or Giannis played. I don't really count that game at all. Uh, there was another one where the Raptors should have won it, except Kyle Lowry it was like 0 for 10 from the field and scored zero points. And uh, like other than that, they kind of were the better team. They just kind of lost it at the end with a little, a little extra juice. They would have had it. Um, and like Boston, yeah, they beat him in that like crazy performative, hey, we're back game from Boston last week. But that's a very Boston game for this Celtics team to win. And I don't really like the, the, the Raptors starter is still like killed Boston in that game. They're like a plus 20 net rating in like 26 minutes. So I think once they have their full complement of like really good players, they're just kind of a pretty good matchup for anybody. And that's, so that's not really a concern. It's just health right now. Right? Like that, that's, that's kind of it for me. Is there something like that you see from this Raptors team that you kind of look as a red flag? No, I mean, yeah. honestly, I, I haven't paid close attention to them mm-hmm. because, uh, one, they're really good, and that, like, isn't my uh, most interesting thing. Mm-hmm. I like watching bad teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, not not always by choice, like, but, uh, like, if I see the Raptors are winning, I'm like, hey, they're good. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, I'll, I'll turn on, like, I was like, oh, Magic and Hornets are playing? Oh, that's, 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 <laughs> that's like, what gets me excited. So, no, like, I, I, I haven't... I haven't seen enough of the Raptors to definitely be worried about them. Mm-hmm. Like I'm always like, wow, it's kind of weird how good Pascal Siakam is. It doesn't seem fair that they just got this guy. Uh, you know, I just didn't have to win a lottery, didn't have to do anything. Like they just this guy is now awesome, <laughs> and you have him. Grizzlies win. connection on that one. I remember being like kind of mad they took Siakam instead of Deontay Davis. Oh, yeah. there you go. That, yeah, that, Chris has used a lot of uh, draft capital to acquire Deontay Davis. Yeah, I'm dumb is what, <laughs> is what that says. Uh, yeah. I was so like, oh, man, I want Scal or Deontay Davis with this pick. And they took Siakam, and I was like, eh. At that point, like, Masai had built up enough confidence that I was okay with it in, like, two days. But I remember being, like, sort of mad. Uh, never well, as we- mad as I was when they took Valanciunas over Brandon Knight. well so uh so masai does have like a pretty good track record Mm -hmm. one of the ones that maybe wasn't a hint that we should talk about is bruno caboclo hell yeah memphis grizzly uh how excited should i be uh i'm pretty excited it's like the only good thing that's happened in a while for the grizzlies who are falling apart yeah it's like their fourth best player now so that's good uh that's you're joking but it's true (laughs) yeah he's He's easily uh, in the upper, I assume. Having not seen him play, uh, I think, was he on the, the Grand Vipers? Yeah. Uh, I, haven't, I didn't see him play in, in the G League, but, yeah, I would say he's definitely better than five or six guys uh, on the Grizzlies right now. I mean, put it, it this is, way. He probably has the second highest upside of anyone on the Grizzlies right now behind Jaron Jackson Jr. 
That is probably true. <laughs> Which, like, hard. We have fellow Canadian God. Dylan Brooks, uh, who yeah. is out for the season. Yeah. Uh, I don't think his ceiling is super high. I'm pretty excited about, about Caboclo. Uh, what, how, how do you think he's going to fit in? Is he? Can he take over? Can he play the three? Uh, I know he's supposed to be a stretch four in the new NBA, but the Grizzlies actually have front court players. They don't have other players. Yeah, I don't really know what he's done since the Raptors traded him for Malachi Richardson last year. I know he got, like, I think he had a game where he had, like, 10 points for the Kings, and I watched a bit of that, and it was pretty cool. Um, and he, he was drafted as a three. Things have kind of changed since he was drafted two years away from two years away ago. Um, but, like... Which was, that was four years ago, right? Yeah, I get, well, 20, yeah. Tw- was it? He was, like, 2014 draft, I think, so, okay, yeah. Okay, so it's, it's a year after. It's his fifth season. He should be uh, not away anymore. Uh, which he's been like killing it in the in the G League, and that's kind of always been his thing. He's always been really good in the G League. I think he won, uh, or he didn't win G League Finals MVP when they won the title. That was Pascal Siakam, but he did have 31 points in the title clinching game and like three blocks or something crazy like that. He hit like six threes. It was great. I remember that game was going on while the Raptors were playing the Bucks in Game Six, <laughs> so that was kind of fun to keep tabs on. But the uh, yeah, Bruno's really fun. He's like a kind of weird character, and his Instagram is always enjoyable, and he's got like just kind of, he seems like he's living his best life, let me put it that way. He, I remember there was once an Instagram of like what? him and Lucas Noguera in a McDonald's having a good time. <laughs> um, oh, okay, good. When yeah. you said he's living his best life, I was like, we've had some trouble with that as Grizzlies. Uh, Chandler Parsons living his best life, but then you said McDonald's. I was like, oh, no, it's more of a wholesome best life. Yeah, a wholesome, innocent fun. Yeah, that, sound, that sounds good. I think he also he might also have a kid. No, that's Bebe. Never mind. I don't think he has a kid. I think he's probably like the godfather to Bebe's kid. Where's but. Where's Bebe Nagara? I'd rather have him than Joakim Noah. He's in Spain now. He's playing. Yeah, I'd rather. Yeah. Have, I'd much rather have that guy. Yeah, uh, Bruno's fun. He's uh when he does do things, it's like, oh, hey. Uh, that, that's interesting. And when you see him, I don't know if you ever go to games in person or not, because you're in Nashville, right? So Yeah, um, I only go to like a couple games a year, and yeah. I've been going to less and less yeah. uh, well, as, as they keep losing. I've never seen a person in person who's more just like staggering to look at. He His arms are like oh, really? past his knees. Uh, <laughs> he's, a, he's a freaky looking dude, but like, I don't know. I always have fond memories of, of him. I went to the game. You might. This is maybe just like a Raptors fan sort of like, game that everyone kind of fixates on that no one else even knows happened but this happened in the 2014-15 season it was like the first month of the year the Raptors were like 10 and 2 they were killing everybody at that point and they took on the Bucks and they beat the Bucks by like 45 and Bruno had yet to play a game yet and at the start of the second half the Raptors were up like 30 35 and for the entire third quarter the entire arena was chanting Bruno in place of defense uh, when the Raptors were playing like playing on D. And eventually he came in in the fourth quarter. He had eight points. He threw down an alley-oop dunk for his first career bucket and hit two threes. One of them was a pull-up, and everyone was like, oh, my God, what's happening here? Landry Fields also hit a three in that quarter, which, again, one of the most remarkable things to ever happen. Uh, <laughs> and that's always kind of been – that was his peak, really. And that was, like, two weeks into his career. Uh, but, no, he's, like – the upside is there. I think he's kind of figuring it out. He did get sent home from the Brazilian national team, I think, over the summer or the summer before because he was mad that he got benched or something. He might think he's better than he actually is, but he's like, he, he, when he does stuff, it looks really cool. 
And when he doesn't do stuff, he's just kind of harmless. So I guess, like, for a tanking team, if that's what the Grizzlies are now, that's kind of like a perfect tanking player because, you know, he's not going to help you win games per se, but when he does contribute, it'll look fun and cool. I don't I don't think the Grizzlies are even tanking yet. I mean, right now that the Grizzlies are at their nadir, hopefully, mm-hmm. the schedule has been very tough. Yeah. I, obviously, you know, I mentioned Dylan Brooks, who's out for the season. Kyle Anderson, who is their probably third best player, or fourth, I guess, if you think Jaron Jackson Jr. is always, you know, good, along with Mark and Mike. Him being injured is was like a death blow of, like, this team really can't do anything without him. So mm-hmm. uh, I don't – I still don't think they're tanking. I think uh, we're trying to finish exactly ninth worst. <laughs> like we want to be ninth worst, so we have a a twenty percent chance of jumping into the top four. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, the pick goes to Boston, and we're fine with it. So I think we're, right. we're we're most. I think I think your most informed Grizzlies fans right now are pulling for ninth worst record. Yeah, because this is supposed to be know. like that, a. That might... I know nothing about the draft. This is supposed to be a bad draft, right? Like after the top couple guys. I, I, I also know nothing about the draft. Okay. But I just figure, you know, if you can pick top four, that seems good. Yeah. I mean, it, it could be that, that Kenyon Martin year or the Mike Miller year. Or it was just a terrible draft. But you assume top four is good. Uh, but I guess the problem now in Grizzlies land, I think, I mean, the front office, I think, has always been a bit overmatched and not good. And now I think J.B. Vickerstaff might be the worst coach in the NBA. I think he's definitely the worst coach the Grizzlies have ever had. Huh. He has no he has no idea what he's doing. Um which, if you go back ever and watch that Raptors game, they do the same thing every game and lose in the same way. Like, they take they take out Mike Conley six minutes into the first and third quarters every game. And I don't know if it's a health issue for Mike Conley. Like, originally it was like, oh, this makes sense. Sorry, they're going to bring Mike Conley in, you know, to help the second unit, the start of the second. You know, so then – but the Grizzlies have been getting obliterated in the second halves of first quarters and third quarters. Mm-hmm. And they've, what, they've lost – 23 of 30 or so you know they've, they've lost like 14 of 15 at some point you would stop doing this mm-hmm. you're like yeah, you should really stop taking out uh stop taking out mike conley so in the raptors game the same thing like they, they uh they actually that one was they, they they put in shelvin mack with eight minutes to go in the third and then the raptors went on, on a, i think it was a 15 to 14 run or a 47 to 14 run it was crazy but it's the same thing every time they put in shelvin mack at the two or the one and everything falls apart but so that being said, I don't think the Grizzlies are tanking yet, although it's getting very, very close. But they're also about to hit this point where it might get hard to catch the ninth worst team mm-hmm. as they are currently like the twelfth worst team. Like it's like they're, uh, or if I'm saying that confusingly, they're like four <laughs> games away from where they want to be, and I'm not sure they can catch them right. unless those other teams decide they want to lose on purpose. So. Uh, I mean, truth be told, I am kind of excited to look forward to the Grizzlies try to finish exactly um, ninth from the bottom. <laughs> I guess that's uh, exactly 21st we, we want to be. I guess, yeah. yeah. So uh, that, that, that seems fun. But uh, no, things are weird. Maybe we are tanking. Maybe Bruno will be fun uh, in, in that tank. That I is... guess I do want to ask you, Eric, uh, as I wrap up. My name is Sean, my... Keith. Come on. Oh, dude. Sean. I'm sorry. I was thinking <laughs> Eric Bean. Uh, Eric sorry, is my brother. Yeah. I do, actually. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Sorry, Sean. That's okay. This is what I get for scrolling through uh, game logs while I speak. That's fine. Uh, it was my fault for bringing up Eric Kareen. Uh, yeah. The dastardly Eric Kareem. That guy. No, Sean, uh, <laughs> do they have. Do the Raptors have any plans to make a trade? Because their team has looked really, really good. 
But are there any things they're looking to upgrade? Specifically, would they be interested in a Marc Gasol? I don't think they need center Kyle Lowry. <laughs> I think they're <laughs> they just set with just point guard Kyle Lowry. Uh, yeah, I, don't, I think Gasol is probably a little bit too big of a fish. And the thing about the Raptors is they don't have a ton to trade. They don't have their pick this year because they traded it for Kawhi, which you're fine with. <laughs> I'm not upset right. about that by any that means. That makes it a little more difficult to maneuver this season, though. Uh, they have, like, some guys that maybe you'd like to consolidate, and I think some people have kind of talked about this, like, oh, they should, you know, trade DeLon Wright and, like, Norman Powell or something to try to get something. And it's like, hey, DeLon's had a very bad season, and I don't really think he's kind of at anywhere near the peak of his value. He's going into restricted free agency. Like, you're not going to get much back for him, I don't think. Um, and then there's just, like... Nothing that sexy. No one wants C.J. Miles because he's got a player option for next year. And like I said, he's been in the weeds all season long until like this past week. Uh, and he doesn't play defense very well. He's a lovely person, just not very good at defense uh, or shooting, as it turns out, this season, which is kind of his whole thing. Um, and then like Norm has actually kind of showed some nice flashes lately. And he's also signed for three more years beyond this one at like $10 million a year. So I'm not sure any team is going to be like jumping all over that and giving you something exciting in return. So, no, I don't really think there's all that much. This is probably going to be like a buyout market team. Um, you know, the other way that I could see them making a move, but, like, I don't think any of these players are going to be available is, like, they try to go super-duper all-in as opposed to the all-in that they actually, they're actually they already kind of in right now. Um, and, like, maybe if, like, Bradley Beal became available, maybe they try to swindle Bradley Beal away from the Wizards. But, like, again... I don't know what they deal there. Like, OG Ananobi would have to be in that deal. You probably have to put Siakam in there, which if you do that, like, do you even want to do that deal at that point? Because he's been so important to you this season. So I don't think there's going to be a deal. I don't really think there has to be a deal. Some people, like, after the Celtics lost, that was, like, sort of the the turning point that opened trade mania for everybody over the next couple weeks in Raptorsville. And it was like, oh, what do we got to do? We got to get this guy, this guy. And it's like, eh. They're pretty good. They're 35 and 13, and, like, they haven't been healthy at all this season. And, like, Kyle and Kawhi went, like, a whole month without playing with each other because they were hurt at different times. So they're probably a, bet, a little bit better than what they are right now at 35 and 13, which is crazy to say, but it's probably true. And, yeah, so, I, like, probably, like, a depth big in case things get weird with Ibaka or Valanciunas. Like, I think I trust them both to be good, but, you know, there's certain matchups they might not be awesome in. Uh, especially if one's hurt, you know, they could kind of be exposed there. But even then, just play Siakam at five, and I think you're good. Um, so, yeah, Gasol was like a thing last year. I was really into the idea right. of the Raptors yeah. dealing for Gasol last year. Like, Valanchunas was like, yeah, go deal Valanchunas for him. I'm not sure Valanchunas is, like, all that much worse than Gasol at this point, though. Like, I, I don't know if that's, like, a notable upgrade. So I, I'm, a, I'm a believer that Mark Gasol needs to have uh, – the invigorating fresh breath right of a winning culture put back into him fair enough i mean he started the year incredibly he, you know he's playing some of the best ball of his career honestly um for the first month of the season with those first 17 games but i, I feel like just the toxic i mean and some people blame him blame him especially grizzlies fans blame him for what feels like a toxic culture or negative atmosphere around the grizzlies right now but mm-hmm. I think nonstop lack of competence from the front office and coaching staff has got to wear on him. I kind of want to see him go somewhere else where he gets to be the third or fourth or fifth option again and, right. and, and be incredible in that role. But again, I don't. I, I saw Raptors like 
ideas, rumors, but I don't, I can't, I can't come up with a trade that makes any sense. Yeah. Jonas Valanciunas, CJ Miles, and OG Ananobi, and like a second round pick, maybe? I mean, honestly, that would, if Mark, if you knew Mark Gasol would opt out if you asked him next year, Mm -hmm. that actually might be worth a little bit more to the Raptors to to sweeten it with with a pick or like a nicer pick. Because if you get off of CJ Miles and Jonas Valanciunas' money for next year, that might be enticing to the Raptors, but. I'm saying I love Marcus All, and I'm not eager to trade him, but uh, I'd have to consider if something comes up. But I do. If he goes to another team, it won't surprise me at all if he becomes reinvigorated again. And we're like, oh, yeah, Mark is awesome. Yeah, because he was awesome at the start of the year when they were good and, like, winning right. games. And I don't know. If, like, I guess my question with him is, like, is his health all in order? Because, like, again, the Raptors are already dealing with Kyle Lowry, who is kind of getting into his 30s, and he's still very yep. good and effective, but – his health could go at any time, and I guess that's the concern with Gasol as well. And I don't know if, like, you bring in Gasol, you're already dealing with trying to woo Kawhi to make him stick around long-term. That might just be a little bit too much of chemistry and uncertainty to kind of juggle in my brain. Sure. And, like, Valanchunas, man, he's been insanely good this season when he's played. Like, he's putting up, like, I think, like, 27 and 16 per 36. He's been absurd when he's played, and... The way him and Ibaka have worked together, like maybe you could improve on that with Gasol, just in terms of just like overall talent. But the way they've worked together, just sort of both playing center back and forth, like I'm not sure you could sell Gasol on coming off the bench at any point. But Ibaka is obviously better playing as a center, and he's great with the starters. So that'd be a difficult thing to work in as well. Valanciunas seems cool with playing center as a backup and playing 18 to 22 minutes a game. And, like, that's been a really difficult bit of juggling, I think, of egos for Nick Nurse that he's been successful with. And that might jeopardize it all if you were to deal Valanciunas for Gasol and just throw that whole thing out of whack. So I am kind of cold on the idea. Again, last year I was all for it. I was like, get me Mark Gasol this minute give up everything give up all the stuff we would have traded for Kawhi Leonard um but not so much anymore I don't think yeah that completely makes sense uh any other stray thoughts Raptors Grizzlies Vancouver related before we wrap this thing up no man I wasn't I wasn't a Grizzlies fan until they announced their move to Memphis Mm. that's when they that's when they because I was living in Nashville I was technically I was I was at college at Florida State but when the when the Vancouver Grizzlies announced they were moving to Memphis, I was like an NBA uh, agnostic with no real team, mm. and I was like, "Oh, they're coming to Tennessee now! I'll, I'll cheer for that team. That'll be my team." Fair so enough. yeah, I, I have no memories of the, the Naismith Cup years uh, of the Vancouver versus Toronto. Do you know who the who the current title holder of the Naismith Cup is? Is that is that the last team that won? Is that, how does it work? Or is it, or is it like a? It was okay. Uh, it's too. It's too. It's a trick question. It's it's my oh, favorite. Okay. Maybe my favorite Raptors trivia question. Uh, so the Naismith Cup for people who don't know was a game played between the Grizzlies and Raptors every year. Uh, this is the regular season game, and the winner would hold the Naismith Cup, and that was great. And the Raptors, I think, won it most years. Uh, I think the Grizzlies won it a couple times as well. But then when the Grizzlies moved. They started doing this thing where the Naismith Cup was between the Raptors and like a European team. And the oh. last one was held, I believe, in 2005. And it was won by Maccabi Tel Aviv on an Anthony Parker three pointer. 
And Anthony Parker then signed with the yeah. Raptors the following offseason. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, he destroyed the Raptors, took the Naismith Cup, and then got a deal out of it. And then he is still, I guess, one of the defending holders of the Naismith Cup. It has not been play, played since, which is, again, one of what my favorite that? bits of Raptors trivia. Well, that was a fun bit of trivia. Hopefully <laughs> the Grizzlies don't end up back in Vancouver after this multi-year slide continues. No, that'll be the Pelicans. Yeah. <laughs> or... or Probably the Pelicans. Yeah, I feel so bad for them, man. God. <laughs> Did they at least win today? They beat Memphis today, right? They beat Memphis today. Yeah, okay. they beat Memphis well, that's, behind. That's a... Okafor is 20 and 10. That's that's a low point for Memphis, no? No, the, yeah, the, well, the, the Grizzlies have conceded like a, a 20-something point run in now four consecutive games. Like the the Pelicans went on a late third quarter, early fourth quarter, 20-5 run. Oh, my God. In this one. And uh, again... The, the Grizzlies scored 85 points against the Pelicans, who average 116 points per game. That's the lowest score the Pelicans have allowed this season, next to the 95 points that the Memphis Grizzlies scored against them the last time they played two weeks ago. Yeah, no, it's, oh, things are bad. We should, we should, we should be done, because uh, I'm sad. All right, well, we can wrap it there. Keith, man, thank you so much for taking part in this Locked on Raptors fast break breakfast crossover. I always have the hardest time saying your podcast name. It's really hard. It's really hard to say out loud if you don't practice it. Like, yeah. if you don't understand it's going to be hard to say out loud until someone's like, and that's Keith from Fastburg Brooklyn. Yeah, it's hard. <laughs> it's, you didn't know it was going to be hard. It doesn't look hard. It's simple words, but it, it is kind of tricky to say. Well, I think yeah, I've kind Sean. of – this is obvious, This is the reason why I think it, now it makes sense to me that when you intro your podcast, you kind of have this, like, staccato that you intro, intro it with, and I, I like it a lot. I think it's very good stylistically, Thanks. but I Thanks. think – is that it, it, is it? Was it born out of the difficulty of saying the name of the podcast quickly? I don't know. I just think when we were discussing the name, the like the first night at the bar, we were like coming up with the name. We're like, mm. yeah, that's definitely the name. We should go with that. And mm. we said it a few times. We're like, that does not roll off the tongue. Like that, <laughs> somehow it just sticks there. But then, then we, I guess we got over it kind of, yeah. kind of quick. Yeah. Well, Sean, thanks for having me on Locked On Raptors. Really appreciate it. Of course, man. Uh, make sure you're checking out both of our podcasts on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, all the places you get your podcasts. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Woodley Sean. Keith, you are you're just at Fast Fast Break Break. Set Fast Break Break. All That's right. All right, man. This was fun. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Sean. Appreciate it. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.